This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi, gang. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly. A uh, long time no talk to here in this format. <laughs> it's been a while, but uh, greetings uh, from me to you and uh, from all of us here at Studio B on this Wednesday. A busy one for the Pelicans as they begin this six-game homestand at the Smoothie King Center. The Magic are in town tonight, and while the Pelicans begin a homestand, the uh, Magic wrap up a long road trip, and we'll see how that plays out here this evening. Anthony Davis... Thumbs up. He's ready to go. He says he feels good. Look, two days ago, he could barely walk after taking a nasty spill, of course, at Indiana. But uh, this morning, he spoke after a shoot-around and says he's good to go and will play tonight. That's great news for the Pelicans, who uh, look to start this homestand off right and uh, take advantage of Orlando, who's at the end of the road trip, as I mentioned, uh, who may be without a couple of guys tonight. And then on Friday, Brooklyn comes here and boy Brooklyn is in now some kind of a wicked tailspin so those are the first two games of the homestand and when you're looking at the Western Conference standings right now um, look a move is 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 here for the taking especially when you play your next six at home we'll talk with David Wesley today it is a Wesley Wednesday and the analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans uh, stops by for his uh, weekly chat we've got a lot on the table of course we'll talk about the road trip that was just completed uh, Davis's avail- availability tonight and also um, a preview of um, this homestand so lots to cover there I might I might ask him also about the Antonio Brown situation seeing as he's a former player not football but basketball I, I, that that is uh, just the most curious thing for me right now and I think it's a conversation that's going to be had around the sports world NBA NFL whatever here in the in the coming days uh, especially with Mike Tomlin speaking to it it was either yesterday afternoon or this morning that he spoke um, and was kind of more open than I thought he would be uh, about the whole situation. Antonio Brown, I think, is addressing the media today. We'll keep an eye on on that. And then we'll, we'll wrap up today with a real treat. I'm looking forward to my visit with Jim Taylor. If you're unfamiliar with Jim Taylor, um, you may not be an LSU fan, but I think most LSU fans know who Jim Taylor is. He, is, he currently resides in Baton Rouge. He's an LSU legend. But for the purposes of our conversation today, uh, Jim was here with us, uh, what was it, almost, well, I wouldn't say it was two months ago. It was in within the last two months that they brought all the 1967 Saints in that could make it for the, uh, for the reunion. And Jim Taylor, a member of that team, was here. I want to ask him about that reunion weekend. But then also about this weekend's Packers-Falcons game. Uh, Jim basically, I guess, made his living as a player, more so with the Packers than anybody else. Went on to become a pro football Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl champ. Look, he still pulls for the Packers. And uh, if you're like me, you're pulling for the Packers this weekend, too, because it's against Atlanta. We know how that works. But uh, two great guests today, David Wesley on the Pelicans and Jim Taylor talking about, of course, his uh, reunion with the 67 Saints and the playoff game this weekend involving his other former team, the Green Bay Packers. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll begin it with David Wesley. Hope that you'll stay with us. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's family night. You take the wife and kids to a new hibachi restaurant. The flames go up. 
your wife's eyebrows get singed off, and Junior leaves with a black eye thanks to a projectile shrimp. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the Brooklyn Nets Friday, January 20th. First 3,000 kids receive a Pierre toothbrush holder. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Hey, New Orleans. The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Jim Taylor still to come here on the Black and Blue Report, but it is a Wesley Wednesday, and the Pelicans are back in action out against the Orlando Magic. Perfect. Let's bring in David Wesley, who I don't know if his laundry's done yet, but I hope that at least maybe half the suitcase is emptied from an 11-day road trip. David, welcome home. Uh, thank you, and uh, I have good news to report. I have emptied the full suitcase. I've washed all the clothes. I've put them all away. Congratulations. I was a master yesterday. Yes. I think, <laughs> Not something I normally do, by the way. Yeah, I think you're the leader in the clubhouse on that one, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I expect it to be. Yes. Uh, were you like me on Monday at Indianapolis that just – it, was, it had almost become like the twilight zone. I, I just didn't know what day it was, what city we were in. It was it was a long trip. That was probably one of the, I don't know if you call it unique or, or odd or, or what, road trips I, I've been on. When you start out in Boston and to spend five days in New York playing Monday and Thursday, uh, that is um, something I've never dealt with. Five, four, five games on the road, no back-to-backs. It just doesn't happen like that normally. So it drug out way too long. And, yes, the twilight zone, something, it was a fog. Yeah, it really was. And then the Pelicans end the trip two and three and couldn't finish on Monday. That left a bad taste in my mouth. You, what about you? Yeah, it, it did. You know, and, and this team is, is, is kind of starting to – figure out who it is and right now they're basically a 500 team after the the 0 and 8 start um they're as healthy as they've been and still they struggle um to close games uh to finish you, you put in 43 minutes of good work 44 minutes of good work and that last four or five minutes you just can't seem to make the plays and especially down the stretch I was reading some stuff uh, today about, uh, you know, their percentages and their efficient field goal percentage. And uh, in the last minute, up or down five points, it just, it's sad because you put in that kind of work. The defense has gotten so much better this year. It's given them a chance each and every night and can't get the prize at the end of the game. Is that because guys are just flat missing, missing shots or is there more something deep there? It's a combination, a combination of of who has the ball, what they do with the ball, turnovers, bad possessions. Uh, again, they come out of a timeout. I can't remember if it was Chicago 
or Indiana where they come out of the timeout and one guy's in the wrong place. They don't run the play the right way. I think Tyreek is the one who started that play, um, and it didn't get run correctly. So mental breakdowns, um, physical breakdowns, bad plays, bad shots, and then when you finally get it to the right hands at the right time, running the play the right way, not able to hit the shot when you need it. Uh, free throws, I mean, it, it could be a number of things why this team hasn't closed games, but um, it's it's – it's kind of it's 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 hard to take, you know. I know that these guys are working hard. I know these guys are are fighting and and they're frustrated. They they want to turn this season around a little bit, and uh, they just can't get it done. You may have you may have answered my next question, but you know, forgive me if I if I make you repeat something here. At this point, because we have now played the first half of the season, just simply, David, what is your your biggest concern for this team moving forward? And perhaps, what are you most encouraged about? One on one, you know, one on one for one side and one for the other. Well, you know, I, I'm most encouraged by the fact that, you know, this small lineup is has been good, not great. Uh, I'm encouraged by the the turnaround in the defense from last year to this year. So there is progress. Uh, the concerns are the obvious, you know, closing of games. Is there enough? Is there enough um, around? Anthony Davis to to um, to not just get to the playoffs and I'm and I know getting to the playoffs is first and, and I know only 16 teams get there so um, but you know like be a real contender be in that sixth fifth fourth place spot in the West and and really have a legitimate chance one to get out of the first round two to to, to try to go further than that. Um, and, I, and I've only been here five years as, uh, you know, uh, Davis and I came in the same, the same year doing this. But uh, up until this point, it's been injuries. It's been inconsistent lineups. And finally, you're starting to, to see some consistency as far as everybody's playing, you know, minus, you know, the occasional bruise or, you know, injury where you miss one or two games. But it seems like everybody's playing. And it's a full roster now. You know, you would think, okay, now you see what kind of team you have, and right now it's basically a 500 team. Former NBA star, Fox Sports New Orleans analyst David Wesley here with us on a Wesley Wednesday. David, now now you have a six-game homestand that starts tonight with Orlando. Um, I, I, I feel the need to throw in the fact that you will see the Cavaliers, the Thunder, and the Spurs during this stretch. But characterize you know, what this six-game homestand means what it needs to be starting here with the magic and the nets to finish off this week um i you know i think you have to win you have to go at least 500 maybe four and two uh i I don't know if that is exactly possible i mean even you take a a team like orlando and you say oh well they're you know they're having a bad season well their record is identical to the pelicans and this is a team that can be difficult in a sense that you know you don't really know where their offense is coming from. They played them, uh, the Pelicans played them earlier in the season and beat them. And in that game, they they had six guys in in double figures, and it's just a collection of guys that are just going out, basically hooping. I mean, just go out there and play some ball, and let's see if we can go get a win tonight. They have a lot of deficiencies. 
they're not good in any category um, except for maybe turnovers. I think they're eighth in the league in turnovers. So um, otherwise, you know, poor shooting percentages, poor defensive shooting percentages on down the line. But, you know, this team has athletes on it and has guys that are capable of playing. They're all NBA players, and uh, it could be a difficult start to this road trip, you know, coming off a long road trip, first game back, um, kind of a trap game. But, um, you know, they, they have to win these games if they're even going to give themselves a chance to, to get to the playoffs. Last thing, David, on the basketball side here, are you uh, concerned about Drew Holiday at all? His, his, his last couple have been not real Holiday-like. Yeah, there's, there's something going on uh, there. I don't know if it's a lack of concentration. I don't know if, uh, you know, w- what it could be. You know, there's some, some plays out there that make you go, ooh, what, what, that's not Drew-like. Uh, some turnovers that, that, that make you scratch your head. Um, but I feel like, he, you know, he'll bounce back. Uh, you know, um, you, you just never know what's going through a player's head or, or if this is just a – a mini concentration slump uh, where he's just not 100% not locked in. And sometimes losing can do that. When you're losing a lot of games, you can either lock in even more or your concentration wavers some. And I, and I think right now Drew's concentration, especially the way he's handling the ball has, has wavered a little bit and he needs to, to regroup. He's back home and, uh, and hopefully he'll come out with a better effort tonight. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. David Wesley's with us. David, do you mind before we wrap up on uh, Wesley Wednesday here if I take you outside of basketball just for a moment? It's somewhat related. Are you cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, I, the reason I bring this up is, you know, you played and, and, and were a part of, you know, countless post-game pro locker rooms. This whole thing with Antonio Brown, the wide receiver for the Steelers, and his broadcasting of Mike Tomlin's post-game speech on Facebook Live, uh, this is fascinating to me. As if I was driving by, like you know, a, a car accident, and you can't help but spin your neck around and have a look. Um, right. It's it's kind of weird. I just I, I wondered how it it, it had struck you, uh, having been a former professional athlete yourself in a locker room like many, that. Do you know how many years he's been in the league? Uh, enough to know better. By chance. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know off the top of my head. You know, head. yeah, I, you know, it seems like he's been around uh, long enough to know better. And this is one of those, this is one of those generation things that guys that played in my time have no idea, no idea. Things stayed in the locker room. The locker room's a locker room. This is all of us. We're, you know, a band of brothers. We didn't have social media. We weren't social media icons like he is um there was no chance that that would ever happen in our time because it wasn't developed yet mm-hmm. so in a way it's kind of hard to speak on this subject but you would think okay and especially when you hear some of the former players talk about the coach uh in in the sense that he, he is very private he doesn't want the media or people outside of this team to get a uh, a look into his soul is the is the word that was used, or the words that were used. For him to do that, it it, it really kind of screams, "Wow, what are you doing? What, how how could you possibly do this?" It's, you know, it would be almost like somebody doing that uh, in the Patriot locker room. You'd be like, "No, no, 
No, you don't do that on certain teams. The culture is set. The winning is is there. Uh, and it, it, it really blows my mind. And it's a great subject to talk about, but I can't see anybody thinking that that, that was okay. I'm sure – He's come out and said, whoops, I, I made a mistake. And, again, it is just a mistake. Move on. Uh, and, but it's a, lesson, it's a lesson for everybody in the league. Like, okay, this is not acceptable. This is not what you do. While your coach is talking, sure, if they were celebrating and it was over, fine. While your coach is talking, your live feed into the locker room, he's got to know better. Yeah. Heck, it, I mean uh, – uh, let alone, it is a violation of league policy, number one. But, but then Tomlin came out yesterday, David, and kind of blasted him and talked about it openly, uh, as opposed to just saying, you know what, we're handling this internally. Um, would you, you know, would you be okay if you were a, a guy in that locker room and your teammate just basically royally screwed up and your coach has now publicly addressed it? Are you, is that did Mike Tomlin do the right thing? I guess is what I'm saying. In doing that, well, I, I think the fact that he publicly did that and publicly put their business basically out in the street, sure, uh, you know, I, I you would expect your veterans to know better. You know, if it was a rookie, you would, you know, you'd be like, come on, rook, we don't do stuff like that around here. But a guy who's who's a leader on that team, you wouldn't expect that to to happen. So, yes, he and, and probably Tomlinson was was really upset. A little embarrassed and and probably taken way back. Like, what what are you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they've had a conversation, and you know, again, I, I think you know that's a team that you know. All right, we're done with that. But it could be a distraction. You're in the playoffs now. Everybody has to answer. Everybody has to explain for you. It it, it really is a bad situation that you want to come out publicly and say not acceptable. David, I'm glad you answered the question because it also tells people that you and I talk more about just Pelicans and NBA. <laughs> we do we do actually talk about other things. So Yeah, we, we do get into a whole lot of stuff. Yes, yes. Thank you, sir. I hope you have a great broadcast tonight, and here's to a good homestand, too. Thank you, and I hope you have a, a good broadcast as well, and uh, a win would be nice. Yes, sir. I'll see you at the gym, as they say. All right. Sounds good. David Wesley here with us on a Wesley Wednesday. Jim Taylor, Hall of Famer, next. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of the low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hi, it's Mark Roaming. When I'm not announcing first down Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we have a real treat on the Black and Blue Report this morning. 
uh, not only because he's he's one of our own, uh, not only, of course, regionally, but with the Saints, but he's also a Pro Football Hall of Famer, an LSU legend, and, and of course, uh, can give us some insight on this weekend's NFL playoffs and look back to this uh, reunion of the 1967 inaugural Saints team as well. And, of course, the man I'm referring to is Mr. Jailer, who joins us from Baton Rouge here on this Wednesday. Jim, so glad to have you. I hope you're well, sir. I am. Yeah, I'm doing very well. I was just over at the health club doing some work on a treadmill or a cycling machine and things and trying to get some oxygen to those brain cells. Is that why you sound so young, Jim, because you're still working out? <clears throat> well, I enjoy it. It's always been a lifestyle of, of my own you know, in the early years. I've got an older brother and a younger brother, and we're all graduates of LSU, and Neither one was in sports or athletics or anything, and they were the smart ones in my family. But we did get a degree from LSU, the three of us did. You know, I'm thinking about you at, at, a, at a weight room, Jim, with treadmills and all the machines we see, see today. Imagine that the weight room looks a lot different than, say, your days at LSU or here in New Orleans or in Green Bay. But at the same time, it's probably the same in some ways, too, isn't it? It has some similarities. I was here when Alvin Roy, the weightlifting and has a gymnasium here in Baton Rouge, when he was just starting to implement and put this into high schools and colleges and things, he was a good friend with the San Diego coach out there. Alvin Roy is his name. He had some health clubs here in Baton Rouge at that time. And I got involved and started working out and getting a workout, you know, in the different clubs that he has around Baton Rouge here, you know, as well as my own personal training. What do you think about all the changes over there on campus with a new football coach and everything else, Jim? Well, it's uh, hopefully it'll, it'll come along. This coach is, has been around and knows the, you know, and knows the ropes, and they, they uh, played some good ball against, uh, you know, at the end of the season, and we'll see how it progresses along and how he gets to, you know, he's got a couple of new coaches and this and that, so Getting into the college ranks, he had been with the, what USC and Ole Miss on two early occasions, I think, at the college level. Yes, sir. Jim Taylor. Yes, at Ogeron. Jim Taylor with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Jim, before I get to the weekend's game uh, between the Packers and the Falcons, I do want to ask you about the reunion of the 1967 New Orleans Saints team, that inaugural team here for the franchise. Reflect back on that for me. What what stood out to you about that weekend? Well, to get back and see some of your your teammates and people uh, that are connected with the uh, New Orleans Saints, you know, and some local and some came in from out of town. And kind of a, a reunion. You don't see these people on occasion every five, you know, 10 or 15, 20 years. So we got to visit Billy Kilmer. I've seen him along the way on some other different functions and you know and so it's kind of a we'll get together and coming back to new orleans there and seeing some of the local saint uh, people that are you know uh, there and then that are you know taking care of the uh, saint organization and the team uh, you know there in new orleans jim what story was probably told the most when you all regathered here in new orleans <clears throat> well i don't know that there's anyone that just jumps out or Stands, but it uh, you know Danny Abramowitz and and uh, the other quarterback from the uh, that played with Johnny Unitas and other different players you know Steve Stonebreaker and other different 
you know, it's just a little, you know, story, a few of them, and, you know, just came, you know, where you got the Saints, you know, supplied from the other, all the other different uh, 14, 12, 14 teams. We know what we know what the country was like in in 1967, Jim, and, and and how explosive and dynamic it was. But here, I can't help but think in the sports world, dating back to 1967, you know, the Saints are celebrating their 50th year this year. The St. Louis Blues on the NHL side are also in their 50th season now. I just came from Indianapolis, where the Indiana Pacers are celebrating a 50th year as well. It sure uh-huh. seems like in pro sports, Jim. That year stands out, and there were a lot of changes in pro sports, not just in football, but in the other leagues too. Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. You know, in a, in a length of that kind of time, things are going to change, and progressively for the better, and, and this, and whatever it is, it's, it's going to change and modernize and, and get more, you know, more effective or a better play, more competitive type, tough people, and this and that, all kind of variables that, uh, you know, you look back on from the, you know, when I was ending up my career coming with the Saints because i have been with the Packers for nine years, you know, so it's a matter of me phasing out and, and terminating my uh, my playing years there and then going on into to doing uh, radio announcing and radio color with the uh, Saints team. Mm-hmm. Speaking of your Packers days, I know you were a Super Bowl champ there. Your career with Green Bay also earned you uh, honors as a Pro Football Hall of Famer. So I have a feeling I know who you're rooting for this weekend when the Packers take on the Atlanta Falcons. Am I right? Well, it was a heck of a game against the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, last weekend, you know, and they, they come right down to the wire there. And Rodgers is really outstanding with his movement and his uh, swift, fast delivery and just uh, – outstanding, you know, player. I mean, he's been around and he's led the uh, Packers and they, they lost their uh, one of their top receivers there. Maybe he'll uh, be back. We'll see. He got a really a, a back or a leg or something, huh? you know, the Packer receivers. So we'll see. But they got the other receivers. So it's just a matter of, you know, playing the game and then and doing the things to uh, to win. Jim, is the Packers' defense good enough to hold up against that Atlanta offense this weekend? Uh, we'll see. You know, it's a matter of uh, rising up to the occasion and uh, to maximize your play when it's when it's time for you to show up. You know, it's kind of looking, kind of like looking in that mirror and saying, you know, are you going to hold up your end of the of the bargain and, and play the best football you can play along with your teammates? a team concept the offense has their offense and the defense has their defense with all the players as they go on the field you know the three hours at the game when they kick it off you know how much actual time give me a little guess of actual playing time that the players are on the field snapping the ball and then the active playing for the for the live play for the uh for the three hours that they're out there, give me a little guesstimation. I'll hazard a I'll hazard a guess at like sixteen minutes. Is that uh, close? Yeah, yes, it may be. You may be about. Uh, it may be only eight or ten minutes. Yeah. Wow. Ten minutes, twelve at most. Yeah. yeah. And otherwise, you're going off the field. You're going to dress it, whatever. You know, and it all comes down to that thousand one, thousand two, thousand three. Uh, ball's gone, whether it's run or pass. 
Everybody, want, everybody wants to say, Jim, the game has changed dramatically from when you played in the 60s. But what's the same? What's, what's uniquely well, the same about football then and now? Well, just what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. Just exactly what we're, we're discussing at this time. The game is still played on these four-second intervals and the explosion and our people, a Lombardi, his emphasis on, on that and to being able to explode and, and do things and the ball's placed back there for the, both teams to line up and do just what we're talking about. When you watch the game now, Jim, do you make everybody leave you alone? Are you pretty dialed in? <laughs> oh, I, uh, yeah, I like to, you know, to watch it. I'm, I'm on a different level than, you know, any, you know, and so it is what it is. But I, you know, enjoy seeing some good uh, hard-fought games like the Dallas, uh, you know, and, and the Saints, I mean, the, the Packers there, the Packers and, and Cowboys and other different games that are really tight and tough and, uh, you know, come down the wire and really good, uh, you know, hard-fought games that come down the last uh, couple of minutes of the winter. No doubt. Jim Taylor with us here. Hey, Jim, we're early on in 2017 here on a personal note. Any big plans for the upcoming year? What do you got in store for you and yourself? Well, I've uh, got some invitations and do some things with the uh, commissioner and with the National Football League over in in Houston. The Hall of Fame has got some other functions on. I work with them and very active with uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm, you know, at different levels and things. So I'm, I'm still, you know, because we got so many players that have that dementia and have other different issues that can't participate. You know, it's like at the Super Bowl. I got some golf or they got some bowling. So I'm gonna try and participate in whatever I can there in Houston, and we'll be there a week or ten days in trying to raise money for the different charities in Houston uh, area. It it sure sounds like to me I ought to I ought to wish a few folks good luck in keeping up with you more than anything else. <laughs> well, I'm so fortunate not to have any serious injuries in the in the football business. I didn't have any surgery on my whole body, you know, ankles, knees, hips, shoulders, anything. No surgeries. I don't have any aching now that I have to get some attention and time to to overcome or to, to be a, have a natural, you know, good good lifestyle. But you were a fullback. This isn't like yeah. you were a kicker, Jim. Come on. No, no, but I, I kicked two at LSU there. I was an extra point field goal and, and then played defense there. Man, oh, man. Both ways. See, we, I was a captain and played middle linebacker. So I was around the action, and, and with the Packers, I averaged 20, 25 carries per game. And, and Paul Horning and, and Willie Wo- uh, Herb Adderley and, and different, other, well, different, you know, and Tom Moore and, and Elijah Pitts, you know, they were uh, eight or seven, eight carries. Man, oh, man, that sounds awesome. So I wanted to be the, I was able to be the workhorse and, and try and help the team with whatever I can do. And as a, as a, as a able and then whatever competitive player I am, to represent the Green Bay Packers and be the best player I can be. Well, you did just that. Hall of Fame material and a champion as well, and now healthy and uh, and a wonderful visit for us today. I well, hope you, you. I hope you, Gold Jacket, have a great weekend coming <laughs> up in two weeks. Well, we will. We'll go up and see some of our 
old teammates. Like I said earlier, we had Billy Kilmer. We were down there when he came back to New Orleans, and we were doing that function there. And so we just do them all over the country, you know, and trying to uh, raise money for different charities and for the league and things when they call on us to uh, represent them, you know. Yep. Safe travels, uh, my good sir, and uh, also good luck to your Packers this weekend. I have a feeling a few Saints fans will join you in rooting for the Packers. Yeah, I'm sure, and you know, (laughs) it's kind of like Dallas was a four or five point favorite over them, and that's what the Atlanta team is there in Atlanta, the home field, you know, so we'll see how it goes. It's, uh, you know, making plays and, uh, you know, and possessing, you know, so we'll see it. Uh, There, Atlanta's... What's their uh, their record when they finished? What was it? Do you uh, have it handy? Eleven and five, I think, Jim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eleven and five. That's pretty pretty close. They did lose five games or whatever, and their their division is it as tough and and good a football teams as the Packer division. I, I it's hard it's hard to say, but at this time of year, I kind of forget all about that. Yeah, that's yep. Uh, irrelevant. Yep. Yep. I Total do. Total irrelevant. Yeah. But they both had similar records, right? Yes, they did well, final but right, yeah, win and loss record. And both teams were hot down the stretch, so that's that's yeah, important. Yeah. So. so it should really make for very competitive, as as was Dallas, and was that quarterback that they have as a young player, and how he carried the team, and this and that, you know, same old, same old. Yep, and should be a great game. I hope you enjoy yep. every bit of it this weekend. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Jim Taylor, our guest, a very special one here on the Black and Blue Report, Pro Football Hall of Famer, member of the Saints inaugural uh, 67 team, and of course an LSU legend as well. We're back in a moment. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Guys Night Out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies' night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans. See the Pels face off against reigning champs LeBron James and the Cavs Monday, January 23rd. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. It's Pelicans game day. 
This is the Black and Blue Report. Okay, gang, Pelicans and Magic tonight. I know there are some tickets still available. You can go to pelicans.com for more information. Also at pelicans.com, the latest information on promotional giveaways coming up. We've got several good ones uh, right here starting this week and moving throughout the homestand and, and forward. And then don't forget, Cleveland's here on Monday, by the way. And uh, if you don't have a ticket for that game yet, you might want to hurry. I think there are a few left, but that, of course, is the lone visit this year by LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's a part of a, a, a next week that will be, woo, I mean, a really, really tough one for the Pelicans. As they'll see, if I'm not mistaken, they'll see the Cavaliers, the Thunder, and the Spurs uh, during this homestand, and all three of those happen next week. All right, tonight we're on the air on the Pelicans Radio Network at 6.30. Daniel Sowerson's got Pelicans warm-up. He'll be live in the atrium at the Smoothie King Center. Uh, ball games at 7, and uh, same coverage times as well for David Wesley, Joel Myers, and Jen Hale on Fox Sports New Orleans. Tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, uh, more Pelicans talk. We'll preview the Alvin gentry show and we'll also continue our conversation with regard to uh, the football games this weekend we're down to it and so this weekend um, our focus will be very narrow i guess is what i'm trying to say uh, I, I really like um what we're going to see on the football field this weekend i think if you thought sunday was really good i think we're going to get more of the same uh with regard to the uh, afc and nfc championships So with that being said, thanks again to David Wesley today, also to Jim Taylor. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy this weather, those of you down south. Otherwise, everybody take care, and we'll see you next time on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.